These past two weeks have been riddled with unforeseen departures in every category. From the NHL, the NFL, MLB, and WWE, the summer is always tumultuous. A few this time around hit me right in the sweet spot. Today, we're going to dive into a couple in particular that were the biggest in my eyes. I'm not going to sit here and say that the that there wasn't reason for them, but for one, the how sucked, and the other, the why sucked. When you're trying to put together a product for a group of consumers, normally the creator of said product should be listening to the feedback and making adjustments. Your business decisions aren't necessarily going to get you more viewers, cash flow, or popularity. Sometimes these are necessary moves to obtain more presence in your niche market. Other times, they're just plain dumb. One of these moves may have lost a long-time fan. The other solidifies said fan's disdain for their product. The loss of these individuals was cataclysmic in response for each entity and the consumers made their voices heard. The response? Bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. Bullshit that drives your loyal consumers away. The type of bullshit that gets around quickly and hurts more than you think it helped. And in one of these situations, the entity's next action was even worse. None of you may be fans of one of these particular situations, but I know that you can relate. From characters killed off in TV shows, i.e. Lexa from The 100, actors leaving your favorite recurring movie roles, to products that are discontinued. Again, I'm not saying that there isn't an endgame to these decisions, but 9 out of 10 times you're going to have a backlash. The departure of Marc-Andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights was a complete disaster for the Knights franchise, both in PR and fan retention. The departure of Bray Wyatt from WWE was even worse for those involved in the wrestling community. I don't even have to mention the departure of Adam Frazier from the Pirates for a bag of pucks. Baseball doesn't even use pucks, and they still give him away for it. But those are the Pirates we know and some of you love. For me, the handling of Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas solidifies my disdain for the franchise, and more importantly, the loss of Bray Wyatt and the subsequent uh, departures a week after may have lost WWE one or two of their most loyal fans. My advice, as if anybody is involved is, li is listening, why are you not listening to your consumers? And if you are, why are you responding with utter bullshit? I hope Flurry shuts you out every game, and I hope Bray Wyatt joins AEW. And if he does, I think I might too. Good luck, dumbass. What's up, everybody? My name is The Legend, and I have the meats. I want to remind each and every one of my dear beloved OGs that I love you all. And I'm also here to tell you that if any of my OGs are involved with Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness sucks. And we'll get into that too today. There's a lot to cover this time around. Uh, you're listening to the newest episode of the Legend Status Podcast. Can, uh, just so happens to be episode 25. We're, may, we're a quarter way to 100. I have no clue if I'm going to make it to 100, but we're, on, we're, 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 we're one fourth of the way there. You can find new episodes of this here podcast, the Legend Status Podcast, on Tuesdays at Apple D Podcast, Google D Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And I do think I'm going to go to two weeks. Every week is rough. It's hard. And obviously, the past two episodes have been have had a week's 
uh, worth of space in between. The space between my episodes have been two weeks freaking long. So I think I'm going to do that. So from now on, every two weeks, every every other Tuesday, you'll find new episodes here. I just can't keep up with myself here. You can find me and reach out to me on Twitter at Legends That Is Pod. You can also find me as my alter alias, Brendan Jenkins, on Facebook. And you can also finally find me on Untapped at BRJ underscore the underscore legend. Come find out what I'm drinking. Let me check out what you're drinking. Let's toast each other's drinks and be friends on Untapped. Craft beer buddies. Craft beer comrades. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Craft beer comrades. Everybody who follows me on tw- on uh, no, well Twitter, sure. But everybody who follows me on Untapped is now a an, uh, a craft beer comrade. But we're not communists. Don't get that mixed up. So uh, I want to start off here today with uh, uh, I want to talk about Planet Fitness first off. If for my gym goers, okay. Uh, my intro to date, we're going to get to that. I'm good and fired up. We're going to get to that. And I know that some of the, some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about here today is about a week old and that's okay. You know, it, it's, it's with the, with the, with the week, uh, with the week delay here with me, uh, these are still very, very viable topics. I feel that you just can't talk about enough. So we're going to get, we're going to get there. So I want to tell you about Planet Fitness here. So I've been going back to the gym uh, for for a while now. Back in it, uh, you know. So I started doing Planet Fitness at first at first light there. When I first started, I started going to Planet Fitness, and <laughs> as somebody, you know, who I liked, uh, I liked like Bally Fitness back in the day over by Giant Eagle in Bethel Park. I used to go there uh, with my mom while I was home on leave from the military, uh, and I liked it there. Uh, it was nice. It was huge, uh, if I remember right. But for me, coming out of the military, the, the, the only you know the only gym that I knew of was Planet Fitness. Everybody else was kind of the B team, you know, so to speak, uh, to, to borrow the term. B team, B team, go go go. But Planet Fitness, uh, I'm I'm done with them. And I'm going to implore each and every one of you that if you are a Planet Fitness-er, I'm going to implore you to change. I'm going to, I'm going to start off by saying that the members, the members of Planet Fitness are garbage. Okay, we had some fun on this podcast talking about, you know, the, 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 the types of people that go, to, uh, that go to the gyms, you know, the, the, the fake people, uh, the, the, the gym bum girls and stuff like that, uh, that are there literally to just show themselves off, I guess very assumptions of me, but, or presumptuous, I guess, but planet fitness itself, the, the members are just douchebags. You know, they're the guys that just kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole not douchebag. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, judgment free zone, but at least the ones that I went to like, they, like it was, it was awful judgy. It was awful judgy. Uh, the the one one guy in particular that I remember, and in fact, I talked about this many weeks ago, uh, but there was just some old guy, I guess, like probably like, I don't know, mid, you know, mid 50s or so. Uh, I mean, he's a relatively big guy, but during the pandemic, he just went in and just tried to work in with people on their benches, sweating all. Nobody's wiping that, wiping that shit down, you know, 
when you when you finish off a rep on the bench and you get up and kind of stretch, the dude would try to jump in, you know, to your bench. I thought you just used it. And it's, I mean, it's, he was one of the ones that wore his mask under his chin because. So uh, for the most part, from what I've seen, the members are trash. But but I mean, for me, I, I keep to myself to my workouts. And it's just me. You know, I, I got my headphones in listening to WWE theme songs, uh, you know, and just pumping out some iron or so. Number two, the personal trainers have no clue. They don't. I tried to use one when I started to, uh, it was it was right before, you know, I, I enlisted the help of Chris Gates Fitness. Uh, I tried to use one of their personal trainers. So I sat down and talked to them and told them about my goals. I, I said, listen, I, I don't really want to lose weight, but I just want to change how the weight is portrayed. Uh, to which she had replied, well, if you're looking to lose weight, you want to uh, burn more calories than you consume. Yeah. No shit. I got that part. Tell me other exercises that I can do. What structures can I use? I'm used to doing the pyramid structure. Uh, is, is there another structure that I can use? Is there a way that I can do things differently to change things? Well, you have to understand we're just we're not really actual personal trainers here. Okay, I see. So I'm paying twenty bucks a month, literally, just to use uh, the equipment uh, that I'm not allowed to throw down and the tanning bed that I'll never use. Cool. Uh, another one, speaking of, of being able to throw the weights down, you're going to hurt yourself with those rules. You know, being able to throw the weights down is not, it's, it, well, I mean, for some people, it might be a very masculine, I rule the world kind of situation. But for me, uh, you know, I, I, I throw them down because I don't want to break my, my, my peck or anything like that, trying to lower the weight down to the ground. Uh, it's a, it's an unnecessary stretch, and you can't work to you can't work to failure without without dropping those weights. So for me, the idea of not being able to drop the weights on the floor is 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 not good. And that damn lunk alarm. So I found it. Check this out. So I, and I'll tell you that I, I I changed over to Anytime Fitness. I've got one right here within walking distance from my new house. I love it. I'm usually the only person in the gym at the time that I go, and it's really nice, you know. And I can throw down my weights when I'm done with them. But the thing is, is with this lunk alarm, I found out that the guy uh, who I signed up to any or to Anytime Fitness with, he used to be a personal trainer or whatever they call themselves over at over Planet Fitness, and he was bashing them bad. Like, it's, it was great to hear. It was a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, but he was saying, like, how there's rumors that there's sensors underneath the gym floor at Planet Fitness. There's not. Apparently, there's just a button that somebody back there pushes that if they just if they hear somebody being loud or slowing, throwing down weights, they'll just push it. There's no sensors. If you're at Planet Fitness, drop your weights. It's fine. You're not going to set off any sort of alarm. You're not going to offend anybody. If somebody gets intimidated by you dropping a weight, they're, they're, then they've got other problems, in my opinion. But those are some of the reasons why I think Planet Fitness is just terrible. I mean, the, the cost was okay. I was paying 20 bucks a month. Uh, anytime Fitness gave me a, a veteran's discount, which was awful nice of them, uh, although I don't necessarily ask for those. Um and I'm, I'm, I'm paying 10 bucks extra, but I'm paying $30 a month now to basically have the gym to myself. I can like utilize the weights the way I want them to. Uh, they have better uh, equipment for me. Uh, it, so 
I, I'm anytime fitness all day. And if they are a B time, a B, a, a B plus player, dare I say, I'll just say that B team, B team, go, go, go. But tell me what you think. If you go to a gym, let me know what you go to. Do you go to a big chain like Planet Fitness uh, or perhaps an Anytime Fitness, something like that? Or do you have a gym uh, that you go to uh, that's that, that might be uh, sponsored by your work or something like that? What are your thoughts on Planet Fitness? I'd love to know because I think it's horrible. At Legends That Is Pod on Twitter, tell me about Planet Fitness. It is, though. Uh, Anytime fitness has really reinvigorated my want to go back to the gym, you know, and keep up with everything. Uh, I do like that place. I like having it all to myself. They have a room uh, that you can, that you don't even have to rent out. Uh, it's got speakers in there. Like if you've got a full workout or whatever, you can just utilize that room, close the doors, hook your, uh, hook your sound, whatever you're listening to the, uh, to your music on uh, up to the speakers and stuff. And you get the whole room to yourself and you can blast the shit out of it. But there's a lot of mirrors. So I don't know if I necessarily want to do want to want to do that. So switching from the gym and more so to my new house, I'm a freaking party man. I threw my first party at this house. And it really and that's it's the first time that I've ever thrown a party. You know, my own. It, those of you that you that that know me, uh I'm not a huge fan of big crowds even before the pandemic. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of having a lot of people over the house at once. And, you know, the the anxiety that goes into planning parties is just a lot. It's just a lot. There's a lot to, to handle. Uh, this party was fun. It was the perfect amount of people, uh, for me at least. I, I think I had 10 people here, something like that, maybe maybe 12 uh, including myself, uh, myself, my old girl, uh, and then Steel City Dan, Double Deuces, and Shannon, um, you know, my dad and his girlfriend, uh, and uh, uh, Angela, uh, my sister. I mean, there was, there was a good amount of people here. Um, and shouts out for those who came. That was awesome. Thank you for coming. Uh, but it was the perfect amount of people. And I'd like to know your thoughts. What's the perfect amount of people at a party for you? If you were to throw a party at your house and don't think about like if you live in an apartment or something like that, don't think of the, the, the constraints. Just think of the people. How many people is the perfect party for you? Uh, like, I'd love to know that. At Legends That Is Pod, let me know what the perfect amount of people at a party is. Uh, but it was it was very nice. It was very comfy. There was the, everybody I knew. Everybody got along with each other. It was really nice. Uh, my playlist got taken over, though. I have a specific uh, party playlist. Uh, that I played it. It, it was a consist. Uh, it consisted of uh, some '90s music, uh, along with some music of today that I liked. That I knew that you know most people that were coming to the party liked as well. And it got taken over. It did. Apparently, my playlist skills suck. Although I thought it was thrilling, uh, but it got taken. It got it got taken over for for a couple good ones. I think there was some uh, some hoochie rap in there, like. Uh, like Megan Thee Stallion obviously needed to be in there. Of course, I had a couple of her songs in there. They just never came up, which is unfortunate. But it got taken over for that. And then as the night progressed and we all got uh, drunk, wrestling uh, theme songs took over. That was fun. Uh, and then just some more uh, some more alternative stuff uh, got on there. And then once we were done, we kind of just played some Jackbox. It was a good time. But uh, yeah, my playlist got taken over. So apparently I need to tweak my playlist skills. We had that topic on here not too long ago 
uh, about you know what playlists you have. Uh, and I had I did, I had like six hours worth of music on there. Apparently, I wasn't appeasing anybody. I also grilled for the first time. I'm a man now. I'll tell you, my Durger, my Durgers, good Lord, my Durgers and Bogs, my Burgers and Dogs came out pretty damn good, I thought, uh, for the first time of grilling. Uh, granted, I had a wonderful uh, uh, supervisor watching me do what I needed to do to grill, and it was good. Like, I needed that. I absolutely needed that. I didn't know what I was doing. So big ups to said supervisor. But uh, I'll tell you this. Although my grilling was pretty good, my girl's balls were delicious. Let me clarify. She made meatballs. That was uh, like barbecue. They were like barbecue meatballs. She made them in the crock pot and stuff. Uh, and I noticed she was worried about them. and stuff. Like uh, They were delicious. My goodness. I've never liked a girl's balls more than I liked hers. They were wonderful. They were so sweet. They were so, they were big. They were big balls. They were just, they were wonderful. All kidding aside, though, those meatballs were wonderful. Uh, so it was a nice spread of that. And uh, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. Uh, we will definitely do it again. Uh, and, and just keep an eye out for the next Casa de Jenkins party. Or Casa de Legend party, that is. Uh, and we will get that cooking as well. And there was no slip and slide. I'll tell you, there, there was no slip and slide, unfortunately. Uh, so we're still a little early into this podcast here today. I'm going to give you beer of the week and music of the week because my, my, uh, I've got a couple things that I really want to rant about and I want to make sure I got time for them and you want to hear it too. Uh, in fact, you want to hear everything I have to say. So I'm doing you a slight bit of a favor. Let me just get you ready here. Here we go. So let's, let's start off with beer of the week here. Shall we? Um, Beer of the week is going to come from Evergrain this time around. And it's it's one that I actually tried. I tried. I did not have it, so I did not check it in. I will be checking it in the next time I drink it. It was thrilling. And I know exactly what it's going to get, what it's going to get out of me. So this week's beer of the week is coming from Evergrain Brewing Company. And it's part of a of a series, and it's a freaking wonderful series. One of my favorite series. This is something else, though. This is called the Sorbetto series, and it's number 35. Number 35 was a was called the Summerberry. It is a sour ale with strawberry and cookies and cream. God, I only tasted it. I had my sister uh, and old girl over for uh, Monopoly night uh, the other night. And uh, we had some drinks going on there, and uh, my sister at Obelove23 uh, brought the Sorbetto, and I paid her $5 for one, just so she'd leave one here. After tasting it, I was like, I have to have one. Here's five bucks. Granted, she left the entire, uh, the rest of the pack here. She left three here, but uh, she's going to be watching the dog this weekend, so I-, I assume she just assumed that I wouldn't drink all three. And I guess we'll. See, I guess she'll see here on Thursday uh, when I leave, but... I did purchase one of them from her, and I'm really excited about it. The Sorbetto Series number 35 from Evergreen Brewing Company is the beer of the week. It is delicious. It tastes, it, if you've ever had the Double Berry Eclipse, it tastes just like that. It tastes like uh, it t- the, the cookies and cream. It's like it's cookies and cream drenched in strawberry. Uh, it is so freaking good. 
It's so freaking good. Uh, this is going to garner a 4.75 out of me. This is one of the best beers I've ever had. It's not blueberry pancake worthy, but it's up there. 4.75 for me on untapped is what it's going to have once I actually put this delicious nectar to my lips. That is going to be the beer of the week. The reason it is the beer of the week is because it matches all four. four. There's only three. All three Ds. And that is that it was delicious. It was delectable. And it was delightful. Yes. Thrilling. The Sorbetto series is really a wonderful series, though. Uh, It's one of my favorite series. Uh, For a while there, there was about... uh, eight or so that came out that kind of tasted the same to me. Boy, they really upped the ante with this last one. Oh, boy. Good Lord. So let's move over to Music of the Week. Music of the Week is a pretty easy one for you guys here. Um, Since the last time that we talked, Billie Eilish, or also known as Robert Eilash, has put out her newest album called Happier Than Ever, and everybody that I talk to that loves Billie Eilish is happier than ever about this album. So Music of the Week is going to go to Billie Eilish for her new album, Happier Than Ever. If you haven't checked this album out yet, by all means, do it. The the album's wonderful. I mean, there was a whole bunch of different things that I could have used for Music of the Week here uh, from the past couple weeks. Paris, Billie Eilish, among a few of them. But we're going to go with Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever, her new album, Uh, out now on Spotify and Apple, the music. Go check it out if you're a Billy fan. Uh, The other uh, runner up here is is for Church's. Church's new album comes out in like a month. Oh boy, I can't wait. I'm going to be just sitting around listening to that for a while. So that is going to be your usuals. Your your beer of the week is going to be from Evergrain, the Sorbetto series, number 35, the summer berries, strawberries, and cookies and cream. And your music of the week is going to Billie Eilish for her new album, Happier Than Ever. Turn my page here. So some quick news for you. I'm going to go out of order of my notes. Uh, but some quick news for you here. Uh, the I we mentioned Midsummer's Brew. We called out brunch breakdown many a time, many a time. Three weeks, three or four weeks, I think it was that we called them out, and they finally said yes. We're getting the Midsummer's Brew. It was just about when Midsummer was actually June twenty fourth. It was the middle of summer. Wait, no, maybe it was July twenty fourth. I think it was July twenty fourth. It was definitely July 24th. That was Midsummer's. But the Midsummer's Brew, you will be getting on Thursday. That's in two days because you're getting this on Tuesday. You're getting the Midsummer's Brew. You're getting a double dosage of the legend this week. So in two days on Thursday, looks like the 12th. What day is today? Today is the 10th now. Uh, On the 12th, two days. You will be getting the Midsummer's Brew, the collab between the legend and Brunch Breakdown. We're going to be talking all things beer related, craft beer, light beer, liquor. It is a Midsummer's Brew. They're experts at it. I'm kind of an expert at it. So we figure we'll combine 
and we'll talk about some beers with you. I know some of some of the topics that are coming up are going to be pretty damn good. Uh, you're going to want to check it out. Uh, so yeah, without giving any more away, we're just going to say that Midsummer's Brew is on Thursday. We're going to release it for you Thursday. Make sure you check it out on Thursday. The brunch breakdown and the legend for the Midsummer's Brew on Thursday. And a little bit about it, uh, the Midsummer's Brew. Apparently, it's actually not spelled the way I kept spelling it. Uh, the M-I-D-S-O-M-M-A-R-S. Uh, it's Midsummer's. Even the, mid- the, the, the reference was to Midsummer's uh, Night Dream or the Shakespeare thing. But I think it is actually Midsummer with a U and the E. Uh, I was thinking of the of the mo- the movie the the horror movie, um, Midsummer. But this could be one or the other. It could be a horror story, or it could be Midsummer, which is actually the summer solstice. It's the celebration of the longest day of the summer. You usually uh, will celebrate it with with drinking, obviously, thus the Midsummer's brew, bonfires, and maypole dancing. You know, maypole dancing, the, 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 the pole with the ribbons around it, and everybody grabs one and dances around with flowers on their head. It's everything that the brunch breakdown loves. So I figured Midsummer's Brew was a nice shout to William V. Shakespeare <laughs> and drinking, obviously. So that's what you're getting. The Midsummer's Brew on Thursday. Make sure you check it out. And so you'll get this today, obviously, because you're listening and you'll get Midsummer's Brew Thursday with myself and the brunch breakdown. So here we go. I got about 30 minutes left for you here. Uh, And let's jump back to my intro. We're going back to the start. That's a Coldplay reference. Uh, That's yellow. No, that's not yellow. That's the, that's the scientist. I'm going back to the start. Yeah, that one. That's a good one. Uh, let's go back to the start and let's talk about the intro a little bit. It has. This whole uh, past two weeks uh, have just been littered with departures everywhere. The, 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 the baseball, football, you know, with... Uh, when it comes to the NHL, obviously, the free agency signings uh, are always fun to watch. You know, obviously, for the Penguins, uh, not much has been done. But let's talk about a couple of these departures. And I'm going to split it up a little bit here for you because I got a lot to say. Let's start with the uh, least of all sins, in my opinion. But it might be the most of all of the sins for you guys. The way, So... The way it kind of works, it, for those who aren't familiar with hockey, you have a free agency signing period. It's after it's in the it's in the off season. It's the date which all free agents can you know go sign new contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, trades can happen, all that stuff. So uh, we've hit that spot here in the past two weeks, and one of the uh, one of one player in particular that just can't, uh, you know. They just can't seem to get out of the rumor mill of being traded or moved was Marc-Andre Fleury. Ever since his time here with the Penguins and Matt Murray's uh, wonderful outings, uh, 
you know, he's always been the center of trade talks, age, contract, whatever. I'm going to start this off by saying I completely understand the move. Flurry's expensive. He carried, uh, I think it was like a $7 million contract. He had one year left. Uh, but with but with Robin Lehner on their team, they were committing too much to goaltending. I understand. I get it. My problem is not that they moved him. My problem is the way they moved him. The how. It sucked. The Knights, the Golden Knights management really effed this up. They're trash for this. So even if you, let, let's let's even throw in the personality of Flurry. Mark Andre Fleury, he's the nicest guy around. Let's be honest. The dude embodies like like teamwork. Uh, he's a nice guy. He just is. And how teams keep treating him so badly, I don't understand. And I don't think that that that, that the Pittsburgh Penguins treated him badly. They let him know that they, he was going to be exposed in the draft because obviously we thought Matt Murray uh, was going to be, you know, the the second coming of Seth Rollins at this point, you know, but. We at least told him, and he at least agreed. What the Golden Knights did to Marc-Andre Fleury was they traded him, and they didn't tell him. Like, what a dick move. I understand that it's a business. I do. I understand that it's a business. I understand that there's going to be moves made, whether one person likes it or not. But you have to tell. I mean, you can't just fire somebody by not telling them. In a regular job, if you're getting fired, you're getting fired. And they're going to pull you into the offices and have that like awkward conversation with you. Listen, we're, we're, we're going to go a different way. Flurry was not given that, that conversation. He found out from Twitter. I guess the trade call happened, and then Twitter happened. And it wasn't a leak situation. You know, it's, that, that never happens like that. It never does. It, it, just because the information gets leaked doesn't mean that you don't give the player a call before it gets leaked. This is completely on the Golden Knights situation, like on, on, their, on their management. It is. I mean, how do you get an entire fan base to turn on you? That's what they did. Like, everybody on Twitter was like, I'm a Golden Knights fan. And this is bullshit. I'm a Golden Knights fan. And I can't believe they did this to Flurry. I've been a long time Vegas Golden Knights fan. And this is just unprofessional. That's the type of thing they were getting from all the fans. They literally had the like you had you had people on Twitter. And again, th- there is uh, something to be said for the click of a mouse uh, with anger. Um you know, so I guarantee that half of the people that were like, I'm no longer a Vegas fan is still going to be a Vegas fan because they're from Vegas. However, they upset their entire fan base, not only because they let go of flower, but the way they did it. You have to tell the guy, especially for Mark Andre Fleury, that dude stuck out so much for them. Like he, yeah, he's got gaffes in the, in the playoffs. He does. He did it for them. He does it for us, or he did it for us, I guess. You know, and and, and with that, you, I, I, again, I understand, but you have to tell him. You've got to tell him. And again, they didn't get anything back for him. They got a bag of pucks back. At least they use pucks, not like the Pirates. 
But they did. They got nothing back. You know, I understand the salary dump. It's fine. The, the, the salary had a big deal. Had a, you're not going to get somebody of Marc-Andre Fleury's caliber for Marc-Andre Fleury's contract while he's at this age. And he can't, he can't go back in age. Somehow, they traded him and made the entire fan base turn on them. What a bad move. A terrible move. So, my advice... I guess I don't really... I mean, what's my advice going to say? Marc-Andre Fleury deserved a lot better than this. I'm glad he came to the Blackhawks. I would Obviously, I'm one of the Pittsburghians, the Yinzers, that would have loved to have him back in Pittsburgh. I would have loved that. I think it would be... It's sorely needed, obviously, because Tristan Jari needs a little bit more pushing than we thought. Casey DeSmith is not a starter. He's not. No matter how much you want Casey DeSmith to be a starter, he's not, and he won't be. Tristan Jari has the makings of a starter, but he's got nobody to guide him. Think about Matt Murray when he was given that opportunity with, with Flurry. He shined. He was good. And then Flurry left, and he sucked. And then we traded him to, to, to Ottawa, and he posted the, his career's worst numbers this past year. They had like a .887 save percentage. That's bad. That's not good. That's bad. So to wrap that part up, I can talk in circles for all day. I just have to tell my therapist about it. What the Vegas Golden Knights did to Flory was wrong. I have said on this show and I've said uh, in, in my entire time, of I guess my period of life with the Vegas Golden Knights in it, that I would not be a Golden Knights fan because Flurry was there. I don't really like how they got their team. I don't really like that they didn't have to go through some trials. You know, they made the Stanley Cup final the first year. I'm all about chemistry, but but just the way they were able to do it just just did not sit right with me. So I was not going to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan, even with Flurry on there. And now I absolutely don't like the Vegas Golden Knights. They are probably uh, in the bottom five for me now. I respected them. I still kind of respect them, I guess. But no, they're all the way on the bottom. Blackhawks are top three for me teams. That is, they are actually third. Uh, So I am thrilled that Flurry went to the Blackhawks out of all teams. I would have rather him come to Pittsburgh, uh, but the Blackhawks is a solid landing spot for him for me. That's what I think. That's number one. There's your first big departure that I talked about in this intro. Some of you won't care about this. Others will care a lot. We're going to talk about a little. We're going to talk a little about a little bit of the. Blah. We're going to talk a little bit about WWE. But I'm going to tell you that WWE might be done for me. Or I guess I might be done with WWE. The let's start off with 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 why. Let me give you a little background. So AEW has been trying to compete with with NXT. NXT is a subsection of WWE, as is Raw, SmackDown, all that good stuff. So you've got NXT, which was usually which was the more popular of the brands. You had that going face to their toe-to-toe, I guess, with uh, with AEW. And AEW was gaining traction, 
as 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 wrestlers were getting released from WWE, they were going over to AEW. People like Miro, aka Rusev, you know, uh, most recently uh, Andrade and um, Malachi Black, also known as Alistair Black, both went to AEW. There have been rumors that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk would be going to AEW, and that's all. That's just about all said and done. They're going. The most recent one, and, and CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, they're great at what they do. They just didn't, that wasn't, it, that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me to turn my back on a promotion that I had been watching since like 1995. This one might do it. As I said in my intro, the one of the worst possible people they could have let go was let go. That being Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. for those who can't who, who, who aren't adding it up right now, the fiend. If you remember back on the tap rooms and tap outs that Steel City and myself done or did, you know, I'm a huge fiend fan. I was I love the fiend. I love Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt back with the uh, 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 back in his Wyatt family stable. You know, I loved that character. The fiend was awesome. The Firefly Funhouse was awesome. What they did to Bray Wyatt just makes me so mad, so freaking mad. So here's what happened. Uh, on the day of my party, I get the I get a text from Steel City in our group text message saying that Bray Wyatt had been released. As as more time went by, it was due to budgetary reasons because their uh, their financial person doesn't like being in the red. Of course they don't. Why not? I mean, why would they? They're going back on the road. They're making money back, but they still felt that they needed budget cuts. So they chose Bray freaking Wyatt. This is a promotion that still has the Lucha House Party on its on its paid roster. Bray Wyatt, they chose. The Fiend, one of the highest uh, merchandise sellers. And we're coming up on SummerSlam here in two weeks. In two weeks, we'll have SummerSlam. Last year, it was the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the title. And guess what? Braun's gone too. We were okay with Braun going because they couldn't figure him out. But, I mean, that one we understood. Bray Wyatt had no place being released. So with that, and let's, and let's not forget, let's not forget about Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. CM Punk's hate, hatred for WWE is well documented. So that one doesn't surprise me. Daniel Bryan also doesn't necessarily surprise me, but... He was just in the main event of WrestleMania with Edge and Roman Reigns. He was in there and he was a viable contender. And now they're going to let him walk to AEW. CM Punk, I get. They didn't want him back. Their mistake. That wasn't enough for me. Bray Wyatt is. I, I, I tell my wrestling crew, I said, 
if Bray Wyatt and CM Punk, uh, for the record, CM Punk is Steel City's favorite. So that's why. But if CM Punk and Bray Wyatt debut on AEW, I will be an AEW person. And that's that. WWE is screwing up so much right now that not only did they let Daniel Bryan walk, they released Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, a.k.a. one of the most over superstars uh, to recent memory. And now, most recently, they let go of like 12 other NXT superstars and put out a memorandum that was like, all right, we only want young big guys in NXT. It's going to be developmental. We've lost the war against AEW. So that's going to do it. Let's cut more people. Even worse, I see rumors. They're rumors is what they are. Nothing, nothing set in stone as far as I know. Triple H was the one that was in charge of NXT. And guess what? He is no longer in charge of NXT. He's the reason for the great storylines, for the character developments. People like uh, Ciampa. I think I said his name right. Gargano. Finn Balor. Bray Wyatt even. I think. Yeah. Back when he was Husky Harris. Yikes. But. Triple H is the reason for the character developments. He knew what he was doing. And now, because he doesn't understand Vince's wants, a.k.a., you know, the whole I want big guys and nothing else, because he doesn't understand, because that's not the way it works anymore, apparently he's out of NXT, of running it. So NXT is going to suck. They basically just rendered that down to a developmental territory again. So I have, I I don't know the entire landscape's changing, but if Vince McMahon is changing it, I don't want to be a part of it. The man doesn't know what he's doing. The, the, the raw has become so boring. And of course they have some good stuff going on. They do. They've got some good stuff going for them, Uh, but for me, it doesn't do it. It's three hours long. I like hanging out with my friends, but I, I can't I for for a, a regular episodic TV show, I can't keep up with three hours. Probably technically it's two hours because they've got one hour's worth of, of, of commercials. I can't do it. For that with that being said, I mean let's see how SummerSlam pans out. We got that for two weeks. We have uh the return of Goldberg or Oldberg. Like, for those of you who don't watch wrestling and have not tuned me out just yet, Goldberg came back. You know, Goldberg, who can't even perform his own jackhammer special move anymore. You know, Goldberg, the one who buried the fiend. You know, Goldberg, who can't seem to just take a loss to somebody who needs it. You know, Goldberg, who can't seem to stay the freak away from this product. He's not good. His promos are not good. His wrestling is not good. All his matches last like two minutes tops. I would have rather had Brock Lesnar back. and I like Brock Lesnar, but in the grand scheme of things, I would rather have him back and not have a champion on TV than have freaking Goldberg. My worry is that they cut Bray Wyatt 
and didn't re-sign Daniel Bryan in order to meet Goldberg's demand so that they could have him on SummerSlam. And I'll tell you what, if he takes that title from Bobby Lashley, I'm done. I'm done. You're going to release The Fiend slash Bray Wyatt and then put the title on uh, Goldberg from Bobby freaking Lashley, who's having the year of his life? Oh, boy. Give me a, a double whammy. Give me John Cena winning the belt off of Roman Reigns and give me Goldberg winning the belt off of Bobby Lashley. That will seal my WWE fandom with all but a tombstone there. Like, I'd be done. I can't get over it. Like, with all the news going on with these cuts for WWE, like, again, I kept making, I keep making excuses for them. That's all I do as I make excuse after excuse. Well, what if they do this? What if they do that? What if we, what about this? I mean, and I'm still doing it. Like, I like Bobby Lashley. I like Roman Reigns. Once they take the title off of Lashley, Lashley's done. Uh, once they take the t- take the title off of Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns will still be there and he'll still be good. But that's it. Who else I got? Roman Reigns? That's it. I'm not going to commit three hours of my time along with various pay-per-views and possibly the SmackDown here and there to watch Roman Reigns. I'm not. I'm not, th- not going to do it. And Alexa Bliss, don't even get me started. Oh, I just made her go. I got to mute her. There we go. I think I just powered her off. Oh, well. But don't even get me started on Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. Her her wrestling is awesome. What they've got her doing right now is, uh, is a horrible rendition of The Fiend. It's not good. It's stale, and it's not good. So, I know I've been talking like wrestling for the past 10 minutes, but I'm fired up. And it's my show, so why not? Uh, that, but that might do it for me. You know, I, I, I've been, I've been a WWE fan for a long time. The loss of Bray Wyatt and the direction of this company may do it for me. I'll go over and watch AEW. There's Chris Jericho's over there. You have Chris Jericho. You got Matt Hardy. I think. I think Matt Hardy's still there. You know, you've got uh, Rusev, who's also who's Miro now. Malachi Black, who apparently is looking like they're they're using him right. Soon you'll have CM Punk. Soon you'll have Daniel Bryan. And uh, probably soon you'll have Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. That's going to do it. I'll tell you what. Here's here's the real uh, cocktail mixer here. You put the title on John Cena and Goldberg in the same month that you let Bray Wyatt go. You're going to lose me in two weeks. More on that maybe next episode. We'll see. We'll see how SummerSlam pans out. The fans are irate. The fans are irate about this Bray uh, this Bray Wyatt situation. They're irate. You've got the ones that are like, oh, the fiend was stupid anyways. Yeah, but you liked Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was over, whether you like it or not. Whether you thought the fiend was some, you know, uh, corny horror story character, I don't care. Bray Wyatt was great at telling that story. He was the best natural storyteller for this company. And you just let him go for budget cuts so that you could have Drew McIntyre's pyro all over the damn place. I would rather have Brock Lesnar coming out to no pyro and still doing his pyro entrance 
than to have Bray Wyatt released because of budgetary reasons. Oh, well, the stock for WWE is going down. Triple H potentially out of NXT. 12 or so people being released from NXT. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan going over to AEW and finally Bray Wyatt being released. No, thank you. This is one of those times where you have that meme where Drake does the hand to his like, no, no, no. That's me right now. Um, I, I, I can't. If you're a wrestling fan and listening, let me know at Legends Status Pod. Tell me what you think of of uh, everything that's been going on. Triple H being out of NXT, uh, Bray Wyatt being released and potentially going to AEW. And if you're still watching WWE, why? Why have why why have we not made the switch to AEW yet? Again, mine is coming. If Bray Wyatt shows up on AEW, I'm done. I'm done with WWE. Monopoly my ass. <sighs> Anywho, and the reason that I think like I'm okay with, with with talking about this for so long is because you guys can at least understand, you know. And I and I joked in my intro and mentioned uh, Lexa from the 100 being killed off, like early in the show. That was mine. But you all have shows where people were killed off that you did not agree with, and it it probably affected your want to watch. Or, you know, an actor stopped doing a role that you really liked them in. Something like that. You know, uh, that's why I feel comfortable going on and on about Bray Wyatt being released. It really is. Uh, for those of you who aren't wrestling fans, I mean, Bray Wyatt was a, is a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. I, I would liken it to the Pens letting Jake Gensel go. Maybe not Malkin. Maybe not Crosby. Probably Jake Gensel. That's my opinion. And it's the best opinion. So moving on. Uh, with, with the little time that we have left, I promised you a space topic. Yeah. I just have a few fun facts for you. Uh, I, again, those of you who know me, I love I love space. I love talking space. I love learning about space. I think uh, it's a vast opportunity of knowledge and it's a lot of stuff we know more. About, we know we actually know more about space than we do our own oceans. But uh, there's so much to learn about space. It's a lot of fun. Uh, here's some topics to try and fit your mind around. Okay. Space topic number one. Ooh, let's go. You can between between the Earth and the Moon. You can fit all of the planets. In between the Earth and the Moon, let me say that again. In the distance between the Earth and the Moon, you can fit all the planets. Every single one. Even gigantic Jupiter. Even Saturn with its rings. I guess the rings would kind of be on the outside. That would make sense. But most importantly, Uranus fits. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't help it. But you could you could fit all of the planets in the distance between the earth and the moon. And I think that's crazy because you, I mean, because you can see the moon so clearly, you know, and obviously like you can see the earth clearly from the moon uh, in, in those pictures and stuff that the, that the space people took. Uh, but I just think that's kind of cool. I mean, just think about how big of a distance that is to be able to fit every single planet in between the earth and the moon. That's pretty cool. 
The other space topic I'll give you is has to do with distance and light speed. So the, the, the galaxy is so big that to travel from here to the center of our galaxy, it would take us 450,000 years. Let that sink in. It would take us 450,000 years to travel from here to the center of the galaxy. That's nuts. It's huge. And that's just our galaxy. You know, that's not the universe. Like we're like how how telescopes are able to like I don't understand telescopes, but they're cool as shit. Uh, but how a telescope can see something so far away that's like I don't know, that would take us like billions of years to get to. Like this is the little random stuff that that I think is really really cool. You know, uh, even if you took the, to get to the, get the 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 middle of the galaxy from here, if you were traveling the speed of light, it would still take you twenty nine thousand years. I'm not making that. Nobody's making that. I mean, that's just uh, there's there's so many facts about. If you're ever looking for something that will probably put you to sleep, but is at least a good read before bedtime, Google like hundred most interesting facts about space. Uh there's a there's there's one it was like the fact the fact zine or something like that the fact zine not the vaccine the fact fact zine where it's got all this interesting stuff about space it's one of my favorite reads uh, but you, but who who thinks about this the legend apparently but uh, those are my two space facts for you uh, you can fit all the planets into the distance between the Earth and the Moon and it would take you four hundred fifty thousand years to travel to the center of our galaxy. If you were traveling the speed of light, it'd be 29,000 years, which is pretty damn fast. Here's a good one. Uh, the, the, the light from the sun takes eight minutes and like 19 seconds or something like that to reach the earth. And technically, if you're looking at stars, you're technically looking into the space because those, those stars have taken like millions of years to the, the, the light has taken like millions of years to reach us. So the stars that you're seeing are not necessarily there anymore. How scary is that? I don't know if it's scarier than WWE releasing The Fiend, but it's scary as shit. There's lots of stuff out there in space, and I'd love to share it all with you. I'd like to see the response. Let me know if you want more space topics, because that's a lot of fun for me. Uh, at Legend Status Bod, tell me what you think of that. Or if you have your own space facts, let me know. Uh, I do like space. It's a lot of fun. So uh, I'm going to wrap up here. Uh, it's been a wild ride. Uh don't forget on Thursday, in two days, on the 12th, you are getting Midsummer's Brew, the collaboration between the Brunch Breakdown and myself, the legend, giving you all the fun facts about beer, all our fun takes on it, and maybe we have some advice for you as far as what you should be drinking coming up uh, and just some of our favorites. It's a celebration of beer, uh, the Midsummer's Brew with the Brunch Breakdown and the legend on Thursday. Do not miss it, and if you do, it will be on both of our hubs, so you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, just type in the Legend Status Podcast or the Brunch Breakdown and give us a check out. So for, that's going to wrap it up for me. Don't forget to tune into Midsummer's Brew this week. Uh, next episode is going to talk. Going to talk. Be, bleh. 
Next episode is going to be talking. Next episode is going to be taking on an analysis topic. We're going to dive back into some fun stuff like we did for the nice guys. Uh, there will be a social media slam because we haven't done that in a while. And uh, what I would like to do is since midsummer is going to be up at that point, I would like to prepare you for fall. I know it's a little early. I know it's a little scary, but let's start planning for fall. Uh, the leaves are going to turn colors right around the corner. Halloween is going to be coming out of nowhere, and you're going to love it, and it's going to scare you. We're going to prepare you for fall next episode in two weeks. But until then, you will have the Midsummer's Brew on Thursday, and you will have SummerSlam on Sunday. Uh, let me see what that is. Sunday the 22nd, and uh, I will be coming to you on the 24th uh, for episode 26. So that's going to be next episode. Again, don't forget to tune in to Midsummer's Brew. This is the legend. I'll catch you next time. I'm out.